Hey everyone and welcome to Accounted For. This is the Iris Interviews podcast. I'm Beth Flanagan and I'm the Senior Accountant Market Specialist here at Iris Software Group. So previously I've been an accountant for many, many years and I had my own business and successfully sold it back in the summer of 2022. We have a very special guest today, Reza Huda. If you would like to introduce yourself, please, Reza. Hey Bev, great to be here with you. So yes, I'm a practice owner. I've been running my practice for the last 15 years now, but over the last few years, I managed to get my firm to run without me. So what I spend most of my time doing now is mentoring and coaching other accountants to help them to do the same and avoid the mistakes that I made over the years. Brilliant. And and the title of this uh, podcast, which I should have said previously, is 2023, the year to shift the pricing mindset. And honestly, Reza is the perfect person to talk about this because Reza, you was my business coach as well, wasn't you, when I was in practice? Indeed I was, yes. And it was a pleasure to work with you and so oh. proud of what you achieved there. So well oh, done. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it was uh, all you. <laughs> I just did, I just did everything you told me to do. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, I worked with yourself for the last couple of years and I've been going a long time, haven't I? And, but that was good. You know, I, I managed to successfully start a business and, and make it last for a good few years, but I didn't have a good pricing mindset, which is what this uh, this recording is all about today. So we're going to expand on that and tell other accountants and bookkeepers about it as well. But yeah, tradition has it by charging by the hour previously, but now firms are charging by value. So can you tell us a little bit about that, Reza, please? Yeah, sure, sure thing. Yeah, so for for years, accountants and lawyers, other professional services, have you know had this system where when it comes to their price, it's all about you know charging by the hour. Thankfully, a lot of accountants have moved away from that and now offering fixed prices. But there is still this notion in most accountants' minds that time matters, that we need to log time, that you know we need to make kind of you know make make a return on the costs that we are um, uh, incurring in the practice. But actually, you know, given the 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 day and age that we live in, where technology has made us has made it so easy for us to do things, has automated a lot of stuff that uh, used to take us a lot longer before. So it's it's make us work smarter. So if you kind of follow that, uh, if you follow your pricing based upon how many hours you are clocking, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot yeah. because it's taking you less time to do something. You're providing the same amount of value and therefore what, you're going to reduce your prices and charge your clients less. But the reason we do it is I think because most accountants and lawyers have a very risk averse mindset. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that, you know, every that our costs are all covered. But the problem with that is, is that, you know, we are basing our prices based upon our costs of doing something. The problem with that is that that's not what your customers care about. Mm. No customer cares how long it takes you to do anything. No customer cares what your internal costs are. So just like you don't care when you buy anything, what the costs of the person, the supplier that you are buying from, what their internal costs are. So just to give a a couple of examples, when you go and buy your coffee from Starbucks, you don't walk in there thinking, right, okay, what is the cost of the coffee beans, plus the cost of the milk, plus the direct cost of the labor, plus an apportionment for the overhead, I'm only going to pay £1.40 for my latte. You don't do that. You go in there, you look at the price that they offer you, and you make a judgment in your mind, is the price that is being asked of me represent value for me or not? 
If it does, I buy it, and if not, I don't. And the same is true for anything, whether you're going to buy a car or an iPhone or an item of clothing. The only calculation that goes on in our minds when we buy anything is, is the price I am being asked to pay less than the value I am getting? And if it is, I buy, and if not, I don't. So really, we need to get better at understanding what is the value that we as accountants are actually providing to our clients and then our price then takes a share of that value. I like that Starbucks analogy because uh, I'm a Starbucks girl and I literally go every day. I'm not bothered about costs, I just need that coffee. So you're exactly right there, Reza. But Iris, I've actually done a bit of research about this and I'll, I'm just gonna read you a couple. So Iris's recent research found one in three accountants say clients expect them to deliver advisory services on top of typical compliance work without paying for it. And another recent survey found while one in four accountants want to introduce more value-added services, they're too busy supporting existing clients needs to do so. So this all stems back to what we're talking about, about this pricing mindset, doesn't it really? And what what do you think are sort of the biggest blockers in people's minds, accountants' minds as to why they're a bit scared to do it, don't do it, don't know how to do it? Yeah, I mean, most most accountants don't appreciate the value that they are delivering to clients because they're still focused upon the kind of the deliverables, the time it takes, that my value is in the number of hours that it takes me to produce this tax return or to do this set of accounts. But actually, your value is much more than that. Yeah. The value that you deliver to your clients is is not the actual tax return or the accounts. It's the peace of mind that you give them that you are taking away their compliance obligations so they don't have to. Is the fact that you are acting as their agents with HMRC so they don't have to sit on hold for two hours and being passed from pillar to post like you have to. That they um that they're comfortable that they're not going to get you know a penalty because you are doing things correctly due to the experience that you have that whenever i have a problem as a client i can call you and i know you'll be there and you'll be able to answer it and you'll be able to save me tax that's the value that you give mm-hmm. so we need to price up that value the value is not in the deliverable the value is in the access to you in the peace of mind that you deliver the tax that you save a client you're putting more money in their pocket the time that you save them because you're taking over the bookkeeping and they don't have to. So we've got to think about, right, what is the value we are adding? What is the value we are creating? And then work out, right, okay, well, you know, what should our price be to allow clients to access us when they need us? Hmm. So that basically means that we're not, we're not pricing for every hour, but like, like the insurance model, that a client should pay you monthly and you need to build in access to you within that monthly fee. Yeah. So don't think it's a set of accounts. It's going to take me three hours. I'm only going to charge 800 pounds or a thousand pounds. No, change your mindset into thinking that when a client comes on board, if a client, if you, a client of yours has access to you, that access to you is valuable. Whether they call or email you or not during the week or during the week, it's irrelevant. If they're on your books, they have access to you. And there's a value associated with that because you have to maintain a certain level of capacity to be there for your clients. You only have limited capacity. And therefore, you need to start thinking into what should that monthly recurring fee be to allow for my clients to access me when they need me. So, you know, if you if you haven't got that at a moment, you need to get a minimum monthly recurring fee. Yeah. So you've got nothing, you know, kick off with 150, 200 pounds a month, whatever it is. And then... 
that monthly fee will then change based upon the client circumstances. So what you're doing for a client, the complexity of their affairs, and then you know how they want to work with you, how much access do they want, and all those kind of things. And that's where you know we can use things like pricing software to work out the scope for a client, work out how complex their affairs are, and give different customers different prices based upon the value that you are generating for them. So I know we're going kind of deep into the how, but that's kind of in a, in, as an overview, and, and no doubt we can delve further into this depending on kind of where you want to take it now, Beth. No, definitely. Everything you've said is absolutely brilliant. And obviously, I've heard this from yourself before because I was in your uh, coaching sessions, like we've mentioned. Um, but do you find, I, be, I know the answer to this, you're going to say yeah, but I bet you find a lot of accountants, it is the mindset and it is the a little bit reluctant and scared. I mean, I know when I started working with you, like I said, I'd been in business already ages and I thought I was already doing okay. But just as, as an example, <laughs> um, I used to charge a fixed monthly fee for limited companies. And looking back now, I can't even remember where I got that from. I probably just made it up in my head or I, I, I did a rough calculation of how much my hourly fee was at, you know, times by roughly how long it's going to take me to do a set of accounts. But, you know, once I'd shifted my mindset and realised the actual true value and everything that you've said there is that a client's got access to me, it's got access to my team you know, all my experience, qualifications, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and, and pricing a packages up that the client absolutely loves. I would, I was able to then increase my prices from, for an example, for one client from 269 pounds to, I think it was 1,211. And I wasn't really doing much extra work for that. It was just the same thing, but it was, it was more the value pricing and my mindset totally changed. And because my mindset changed, I was able to then demonstrate to the client that I'd already had for years paying that lower value. I was able to demonstrate to him why it needed to go up. And he was absolutely fine. Didn't have no obstacles whatsoever. And I, I do think that once you've done that first one with an existing client, you're raring to go then, aren't you? And it's, it encourages you to do more. And I, I know I've seen people in your group before that once they've, they've had uh, a price increase they're like brilliant let's do the next one let's do the next one and then before you know it their monthly fees have, have increased to the extent that they can take another member of staff on over two members of staff on so yeah no it's brilliant i love this topic we could talk about it all day really couldn't we <laughs> um so how, how do you determine a pricing strategy then reza yeah it's a good good question so um I mean, think about your, uh, you know, your 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 case as a as an excellent example of uh, someone who is providing a lot of value to a client, but not really getting paid a fair share of the value that you were providing. And it was only once. So the, the first thing is is the mindset. So you've got to believe you're worth it. Exactly. And that just comes up here. So you've got to believe that yes, I am worth it. I do deserve to be able to charge a higher price. And then looking around you by hearing stories of other accountants going yeah. out there and charging higher prices, that should give you the confidence that yes, you are worth it. That um, you are delivering this amount of value, and you only have limited capacity. And therefore, you know, most the the majority of um, of ills in most accounting firms results from a lack of pricing, poor yeah. pricing. So if you're not making enough money, if you're working too hard, if you're completely stressed out, if your team are overwhelmed, then chances are 
that you're pricing too cheap. Yeah. So that that's the, I, I love talking about pricing because it's the most powerful lever in the profit equation. Yeah. Because when we increase our prices, it flows straight through to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. No other lever in the profit equation, from you know creating new customers to selling more to existing customers, is going to have the same impact as increasing your prices. Because you increase your prices, you don't have to take on an additional cost. It yeah. flows straight through to your bottom line, which then allows you, like you said, to invest in more members of the team, to invest in your systems, to give you that breathing space to start thinking strategically about your business and what you want to do and the things that you wanted from your practice when you first set it up. So that's the first thing, mindset. The second thing in terms of when it comes to pricing strategy is, okay, so how do we figure out, okay, we know what value is, but it's quite subjective. You know, How do we kind of put a number on it? So one thing that you can do is when you're having those conversations with clients, think about the service that you offer and what is the alternative cost for a client for getting a similar service. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what you know you and I uh, talked about when you came on board in that you know you were doing some amazing things with clients. You were you were handling their whole finance function. You were yeah. doing all their bookkeeping. You were doing all their payroll. How much would it cost for them to have their an internal bookkeeper? internal uh, payroll person, an internal finance manager and financial controller and finance director. You know, having all those people in house would cost them, you know, way in excess of 60, 70, 80, 90, probably 100,000 pounds, even if they were to get them on a piecemeal part-time basis. So what we need to do is get better at communicating our value by using reference points that a client will understand, just like we've just spoken about. So actually appreciating that when we're doing bookkeeping, we're not just doing menial tasks of entering information into ledgers. When we take on the bookkeeping, we're actually implementing a whole accounting system that what would have 20 years ago would have taken five, 10 people in an accounts department to do one person in accounts payable, accounts receivable, someone else managing stocks, someone else doing the reporting. Now with the beauty of automation and software, we can handle it internally within our own accounting firms and do it a lot more efficiently. But the value to the client is the same. And therefore we need to have that conversation with them to say, well, actually, yeah, this is what we're doing for you. We're implementing the whole system to make you more efficient, to make, you know, to get your cash in faster for you, that you have complete peace of mind. You don't have to go out and hire all these people. You have a one-stop shop. Anything that you need, we will cover for you. We'll build a system for you so it runs and gives you the information that you need to make better business decisions. When we talk about it like that to a client and we reframe bookkeeping from, you know, bookkeeping has low value connotations to say, we're actually managing your whole finance function. We are providing you with a virtual finance office. And then when we're talking about advisory, then you know we can then in, uh, implement virtual FD type services for those that need it. But essentially it's you know putting a number on the economic value of your situation by either talking about the alternative cost, or if you're talking about you know the amount of tax savings that you typically generate for clients, the amount of time saved for a client, how much is that worth to a client? So trying to come up with some kind of numerical uh, uh, figure for a client to, for them to appreciate. So what is the value? What is value am I getting? And then when you quote your price, it's going to be less than that value. And then for them, it's going to be a no brainer to say yes. So how do you accurately price the value then? That's going to be my next question. <laughs> it's all well and good talking about this, but how does an accountant that's listening to this, that's thinking this really resonates with me, I've been, I've, I've just started out or I've been going for years, just like I did, I've been charging a fixed amount for a long time, I've not increased my prices for ages, I definitely am worth increasing my prices, I'm going to work on my mindset, but how, how do I then price like that? Where do I start? okay so the first step is to acknowledge that there is no right price you will never get a right price pricing is always evolving 
And that will involve as you get more confident, as you appreciate the value that you are delivering in the marketplace, what constitute value. So the first thing you need to do is, is just to start. So at least, you know, come up with a minimum monthly fee. That's the, be- the, the first thing you need to do. Come up with a minimum monthly fee. Move away from annual billing yes. to monthly yeah. because you are providing monthly value. It doesn't matter that the client who calls you twice a year, if they've got access to you, that is value. And given the way things are going, that's where you want to be, be moving with clients. Mm-hmm. It's actually doing more for them during the course of the year rather than just once a year of compliance work, which is going to become commoditized and become low value type work. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we need to do, minimum monthly fee. The second thing we need to do is to implement a pricing system. So we need to have, and you know, we've got software available these days to help us do that. So implement a system that enables you to give those different prices to different customers based upon their scope. So for example, some scoping questions could be when you're doing something like, um, you know, bookkeeping, you look at your number of transactions, you look at, you know, um, uh, for, for payroll, you know, number of employees, how often you're running the payroll, and then, for, then you look at kind of client preferences uh, and incorporate some questions to do with what they value. So for example, you know, in the bookkeeping, do they need it done daily? Is it weekly? Do you want them, do you, do you will they do the invoicing? Will you do the invoicing? So the more options you give them, then they can pick and choose what they want you to do and what they can do themselves. So, you know, a pricing system these days is, um, is essential really to kind of come up with those different prices for different customers so that you are adequately being compensated for the work that you are taking on, the complexity of a client's affairs and how they want to work with you in terms of you know, their preferences. You know, for example, you know, if somebody wants access to you personally, that should be priced higher than if they're happy with an account manager or a junior dealing with their affairs. So it's just getting better at kind of appreciating, okay, so what is value from a from a client's perspective? For them, it's things like how fast something is done. So if they want quick turnaround times, then that should be a premium. Mm-hmm. If they you know, want to deal with you as the, as the partner or the sole practitioner, that should be a premium. Uh, and that's how you then determine different prices for your different uh, types of customers. No, oh, that's really interesting. And I remember you once said to me as well, charge for everything. I think accountants, sometimes they think, oh, it'll only take me two minutes. I don't need to charge for that. You should charge for it. So that's the other thing as well, isn't it, Reza, to capture everything as well. Just exactly like you've just said, if somebody's going to give you paperwork, physical paperwork, that's got to be charged higher because you've got to mess about with the paperwork as opposed to somebody that's using um, an automated online system to give you the information. So all that needs to be taken into account really. Even like processing payroll, if there's auto-enrollment pensions on there, some accountants I know don't charge for that because they think it's part and parcel of payroll. No, it's not. It's a separate task. So even just that starting point of looking at those things as well and having that minimum monthly fee like you've said that no matter what, it's going to be that minimum that'll, you know, increase your turnover. You'll be quite shocked, I think, if so, if, if an accountant mm-hmm. is listening to this right now. And even just to start with going through all the service and thinking, I don't charge for that, I don't charge for that, get charging for it and then go through everything and see how much you're charging and then charge it by value and get that mindset working, uh, like we've said. Um, th- this is absolutely br- brilliant, Reza. Um, like we said, we could literally talk about this all day, couldn't we, with pricing? I know you can. I've listened to you quite a few times at different events and stuff like that. Um, so, so just to wrap it up then, what's 
one thing i'm going to say one thing as well i'm going to give you my one thing and i'd like your one thing as well as a key takeaway for any accountants listening to this that that they can start to implement straight away mine is what you said earlier um exactly what we've just said you're charging on um your value not your time so you need to work out that value and don't think that you're not worth it because you really really are What's your key takeaway, please? <laughs> God, only one. Yeah, <laughs> just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd echo that. I'd echo say, you know, you are, you are worth it. You deserve to be paid more. And your worth is not limited to the deliverable, the time it takes you to do the tax return or the accounts. Think about, you know, the peace of mind that you deliver and the access that a client has for you. And that will hopefully give you the confidence to put everybody onto monthly, um, you know, monthly billing arrangements and actually implement a minimum monthly fee. And once you do that, then you then improve and increase that over time once you get comfortable with and people will, will buy it because people do value that. People value that access to you. So price for it. And it definitely, definitely works because I'm um, being part of your group, as we've said along this uh, this episode and the amount, like literally every single week that people have changed their mindsets and they've had the courage to be able to do this because I think it does take a bit of courage at first mm. um, and, and I've seen the results like so people in your group literally tens of thousands of pounds have just increased in an instant in their annual revenue so mm. it definitely definitely works well thank you so much for joining us today um, we do have a variety of other podcasts on our channel so if you did find this useful please subscribe and follow us on all our Irish Software Group social media channels so goodbye for now and thank you so much again Reza thank you so much Bev it's been a pleasure as always